Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, planet Earth. How's it going, my friends? How's it going, my friends? So we've got Brent Donnelly here. He's back. Well, there we go. He's off tour from wrestling. And we've got a new friend, Matt, down below here. How's it going, Matt? Pretty good. How are you? Awesome, my friend. Chris Machete here, your favorite comic book artist slash cult leader. Wink, wink. Um, yeah, we got a rad show going on tonight. I got a, a, a co-pilot right here. That's from you know a, That's from a... It's from Toy Story, right? But So it's... Uh, uh, that Keanu was Reeves. Keanu Reeves' character. But you know what sucks, though, is because when I was young, I'm Gen X or I'm old, we had an Evil Knievel version. And that thing was nuts, man. I don't know if you guys have ever seen any of the Evil Knievel toys that you went, wow, wow, you wound it up. Yeah, I thought that's what just, that was. Yeah, no, it's it's a Toy Story kind of thing. Oh, there he is there. Duke Kaboom. Oh, Duke Nukem, that was his name, man. No, Duke Kaboom? Was, or Duke, Duke Nukem? Kaboom. No, no, Duke, Duke Nukem's a video Duke game. Kaboom. That's right. So anyway, but I had this, but I, I bought this a while back and I thought, oh man, I'm going to do tricks in the driveway and make him jump like over all kinds of things. Now, he, he hardly, it's like putter, putter, putter. They so don't make, a letdown. A well, they don't letdown. make them like the good old uh, Evil Knievel anymore, unfortunately. That's a sad thing. Matt, are you are you uh, privy with Evil Knievel? Yeah, of course. How could nice. you be? I'm, I'm, I'm in my <laughs> nice. 40s. I know who he is. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen him live, but... I was born '82. I, I know who he is. Being aware is half the battle, my friend. Right on. Yeah. So, so I thought this would be the same kind of deal, but it's not. Yeah. I can't. I can't have too much fun. Of it. So, Matt. So, I, I've been checking out your artwork, man. I love. Uh, see, I love dark artwork, and my wife, who is the colorist and artist for my 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 artwork in my comic book, loves colorful, colorful stuff. So you've kind of got like both of us going, man. This is this is bitch and stuff. We really like this. Um, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do, my friend. Sure. Uh, so my fancy title is a pop deconstructive artist. I'm a, I'm a painter. I got started in the music industry as a freelance illustrator doing like band merch. So a lot of band t-shirts like uh, the like 2010 era, I was like all the band t-shirts and Hot Topic. I used to do all that. Hmm. Uh, I turned 30 and I hated working in the music industry. So I started painting mm-hmm. and it really took off. And I've been doing art now full-time for like 15 years, but I'm mainly known for painting now. Right on. And you use a bit of a, a, like, I love, is that an old school inking style I'm seeing in there? Uh, That's, it's all acrylic paint. There's no ink. It's, everything's acrylic paint. But do you go in with, I'm not, I say I, uh, the old, uh, like, I use an old style for inking over top of the pencils in the comics I use. A liner? Um, well, it's a brush and, and indie ink kind of thing, but yeah, it's, it's with a newer style thing. thing. It's a liner brush, but yeah. it's really paint. There's no ink. I mean, the ink, it's like it's a different consistency. Like the colors are all acrylic paint, obviously. But if you would mm-hmm. put ink over top of that, it would have two different kind of sheens on it. So it has right, to be right. you use acrylic black paint. Yeah, the approach you use, though, again, uh, being like schooled in more of the, the somebody gives you pencils, then you go over top with the ink and brush and make sure there's, I'm a tracer. I don't know if you've seen Kevin Smith movies, right? When, when I went to school, I mastered in tracing. Um, and that's just, it can bring depth and clarity. And I love the, 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 see, I describe it as ink lines, but it is paint lines, but I love yeah. the boldness around them. Um, a lot of times you'll see a black line around something that's very thin. And That's here again, oh, I love the depth in this. Now, here's a, here's what I'm talking about. Here's an example of what I really love. Uh, the gray tones in the back and the way uh, the solids in there. See, I love gray. I love black and white art. Um, it's just such an old school. When I say ink lines, it's the, it's the black line that you use around the outside. What would you call it, my friend? The black line you use around the outside. It's just the line work. I just call it line work. That whole oh, thing. Oh, line is, work. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, that, that's all just black ink. Like the, the grays are, are just dots. So that one was actual ink work. Yeah, that, that entire thing's ink. It's all micron pens. That's awesome. Yeah, the newer version of them, right? Yeah. Tell me about yeah. that last one I just looked at because I really like that one. I love black and white art. And that one kind of screamed old school style to me. I really liked it. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, like I grew up loving like independent comics. A lot of them looked like this. And then 
every once, I mean, I, like I said, I'm a painter first, but you know, I get a bug up my ass every once in a while to, to draw something. That's <sighs> actually quite a big drawing. It's, it's maybe uh three by four feet. And it took quite a while because again, <gasps> like all the gray tones are just dots. So like yeah. a 0.005 micron pen, just very, very minute pen, just that, 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 that for like forever. Uh, I had a show last year in Tokyo and it was for that show. It, it, so it was one of the bigger pieces in the, in the show. I, that one really caught my eye, my friend. I really like that one. Now, what got you into doing this? Like, what grabbed you when you were young? Like, was it rock and roll first? To me, it was Kiss. And uh, Kiss and Spider-Man kind of were, like, fighting it out for my soul, but right? It, it's it crazy thing. Not to, not, I mean, I realized where I'm at on this this, this podcast. It was comic mm-hmm. books, honestly. I, I was really mm-hmm. into comic books when I was a kid. I thought I was going to be a comic nice. book illustrator. What happened was uh, when I was, like, maybe 16 or 15, I found Wizard Comics, and every once in a while, they would, I'm sorry, Wizard the Magazine. No, I have I have them right here. <laughs> yeah, right on. They would talk about independent comic books. And I found this comic called Scud the Disposable Assassin by this guy, Rob Schraub. Yeah. And up until that, because I'm, I'm from like the middle of Pennsylvania, like little tiny country town. So like the only place I could get comics was like Rite Aid and like, like uh, pharmacies. And it was only Spider-Man and X-Men and stuff. But the Wizard kind of opened my eyes to like independent comic book artists. Mm-hmm. And... I realized for the first time, you don't have to work in a giant company like Marvel to produce something. And that's kind of how everything for me got started. Like I just grew up loving like comic books and like a lot of independent stuff. That's wild too. Cause that's a great point, Matt. Um, you don't have to just be specifically, okay, I, I uh, draw buildings. I draw this. Like if you have the talent and the gumption for stuff and the vibe, there's so much openings for artists uh, who have a passion for it. Uh, you're oh. a perfect example of that. So that's wild that the, I, I love the way the independent comics uh, sparked your in your your inspiration for it because I, I'm at the point where I'm kind of like you were. I, I hated the music scene when I was in it. And I'm also so sick of the mainstream comic books that I'm just like looking for something like, it's like uh, I relate it to the Shining movie. It's like a million movies in one. I'm looking for that comic book that's at that level of the Shining. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it yeah. almost makes you want to give up because where are you going to find it these days? Um, but so that so and and music wise, just to keep in the same thing, what kind of music drove you when you were younger? So I so that's a good question. Again, I grew up in the country, so I, all I was getting was like the top of the pop, you know what I mean? Like whatever's yeah. in the Walmart basically. Right. But when I was 12 years old, Green Day had come out with Dookie. Mm-hmm. And I remember that well, that my point, friend. Up until that point, I was listening to my mom's country music. Like she loved Garth really? Brooks. So I grew up like, like on country music for my parents. Yeah. But when I was 12, Green Day came out and that kind of opened my eyes to punk rock. Like I found like Epitaph Records and like all these mm-hmm. other like, like SoCal bands, like Bad Religion and everything. So I grew up loving punk rock. I was in a ton of punk rock bands in my 20s, and I was in the music industry because of that. And I kind of got to this point in my life where I was in bands and I was doing band merch, and I had to pick one because they were both kind of splitting off, and I went mm. for the art. And uh, so far, so good. I mean, yeah, I, that I was probably I was like 26 or 27. Can I, Matt, I want to ask a question about that. Yeah, you like, jump you, in there, Brent. I, I, just, I took I over a, a bit, I, sorry. I know. I just, I just, when it came to the music side of it, and then you were doing the the band shirts, uh, designing stuff for Hot Topic, as you mentioned. Uh, Chris touched a little bit on your style. So um, I, I'm i always amazed by you guys, like you guys' ability to do anything like this. It's it's incredible to me. But but uh, you, you design out the band shirts, but then you decide to go down this road and do your own your own pieces so uh, bands are very specific as to what their needs are potentially or or you know they want to keep their logo they want to keep certain things in place uh, the branding but then in this particular case l- let me dumb it down for people like myself that that are still trying to learn about your space but your style then uh coming out of t-shirts and stuff w- what is this style that you have then like like how did you decide to do the 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 simpsons characters how did you decide to do like uh the the uh disney characters and stuff and kind of make that your your realm yeah so when i was working in the band merch world it was a lot of like and it was really popular at the time and like i was one of the guys that started this like not to to my own horn it wasn't like i got rich off it but i just it was very much like this like drippy, neon, goopy monster kind of aesthetic. And in like the punk hardcore metal scene of like the 2010, that was like every band wanted shirts like that. So like I was coming up with my own original ideas, like all these different kind of monsters. But when I when I transitioned to painting, 
it was more about a style and it was more about these like flat colors, these big, bold lines. And I do this thing called the deconstructive pop art where things are blowing up. So it wasn't so much me developing a character that I started to paint. It was more a style. And it's like, like, for example, the thing on the screen now, the skull on the left, the blowing up. Mm-hmm. So I, I wanted to blow things up. So obviously I used pop culture images. Like I, and this all got started because I had a job at the time, a freelance job where I was, I had to draw Mickey Mouse and like all these different styles. And they were nice. Like it was for Disney. So like a lot of nice stuff, but like, you know, you're on the phone, you're dicking around watching TV, you just start drawing dumb stuff. So I started drawing Mickey getting ran over, getting stabbed, getting poisoned. And one of them <laughs> painting was his head blowing up. You started having fun with it. <laughs> yeah. So when I started to paint, I randomly out of this big stack of Mickey drawings, grabbed the one where his head was blowing up. And that was my first painting. And I just kept rolling with it since then. Like it's, that's, that's kind of how it all started. That's a vibe, man. That's cool. Yeah, I, I can appreciate that kind of stuff for sure. The way you put your own, I like that. And plus, you get you get uh, your own twist on things. And when when you, if you can see it with other icons or other visions, then you go with it. I get that totally. I, I liked it personally because, again, as I mentioned, I like deconstructive things. I like chaos, and uh, my wife likes the colors, so we're both we're both really enjoyed all your artwork. Thought it was great. How, do you get in modes where you find you're doing like a whole lot of one kind of subject, or like like I always find I mean I'm, I have to do something in a trilogy. Like if I draw Spider Man, say okay, well I gotta do two more. Do you get do you get in modes where that no? What, what where's your mind at when you're doing this kind of stuff? It's just it's just whatever is like piquing my interest at that exact moment. It's not like I run through one thing and I have to keep making a series. It's just kind of whatever feels right at the time. I'll be honest. There was a period where I was really obsessed with Donald Duck. Okay, like, yeah. I, really, I like that character. I like his shape and I like the color palette. I like the attitude of him. And there was a while where I was really like I have this punk rock version of this Donald Duck character where like he's like a skeleton and he has like a spiked baseball bat and a leather jacket on. And I was painting him and using him in a lot of my work for like a good while, but it's kind of, but I think that's like the only thing I've ever like really kind of honed in on. Yeah. But other than that, it just kind of, you know, it fluctuates with everything. What, what year you? was what? that? What year was that, Matt? Mostly. Probably 2018 to 2020. I would say like, I was really. Oh, wow. Out. That's a, that's a span there. Yeah. Yeah. So there's yeah, a great, yeah. there's a great piece right there. I'm going to just, I'm going to bring this, yeah. uh, this one in. You did this on a brick wall. It looks like this one. Did you actually do a mural for this? Too? I'm just looking at myself right now. I don't know what you're looking yeah, at. Like yeah, I that's fine. I'm gonna, no, I'm, I was going to say, wow, that's a pretty good mural. It's man. a surprise <laughs> for like the artist. It's a surprise for everybody, you know, okay. to, well, uh, that's, uh, I just, I found it online here, but I, I, I just wanted to, I pulled it off your website, which is yeah. totally well, see, deadly. The murals as well, man. Do you, Oh yeah, that's in New wow. York. Yeah. So that was during the Donald Duck era. It was like nice. I had a I had an art show in New York and while I was there I went over to Bushwick and I painted that. And that was like just you know, it was it was quite a quite big wall there in Bushwick. But yeah. See, I love the outlines. I call them ink lines because that's just I was trained yeah. through the comic the book schooling. Work. I, I love your really dude, your line work, man. Um yeah. uh, Bernie Rison. Bernie Rison is one of my all time favorites. The work he did, Frankenstein, his his line work on that was just just amazing. Yeah, I, I love your line work, man. That's really, really cool. Where did you, you know get what? sorry to interrupt all those yeah, go um, ahead, buddy. Those 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 old comics, those tales from the crypt comics, like yes. all those old yes. like, I don't know who did those, but like if I, there was a point in time before I started painting where I was going down that path of like, I want to ink like these guys, like that, like 1960s, like super tight, super intricate black line work was so you good. You did it. Right? You, I'm getting that. See, that's what I'm getting totally from that. Right. Um, and I don't see much of that these days. Uh, like it, it, you get, you get a bit of it. You don't get the thin to thick kind of stuff that you're doing in there. I really like it. Yeah. It, I find, I find it, it's a lost art kind of these days of doing that kind of intricate line work. They don't, they don't yeah, want to right? Yeah, it's 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 hard at first. It's really hard to, yeah. to get those smooth, consistent lines, you know, but Patience. like discipline, yeah. right? Right, my friend, discipline. Yeah. It, it is seriously that I because when I went uh to school for it, that was the thing was it was like, okay, yeah, you can draw, but you have discipline. It was almost like a cooking school. Like we were watching uh, that whole uh Chef Ramsey thing lately and how he's like, God damn it, this and that. And I'm thinking, wow, that was kind of like when I went to school. It's like <laughs> you didn't finish it, well then you fail. It's like holy shit well i finished it i only got to see what the hell's the difference you know what i mean but yeah, yeah, yeah. discipline but that's cool yeah. um but totally. yeah you need patience with that kind of stuff have you had any because have you had any music art collaborations that uh you remember that were really really cool that you did or do you separate the two because i well, kind of separated 
I mean, yeah, when I was obviously, like I said earlier, I well, the band shirts and stuff, right? But on your own, like your own creativity kind of thing. Have you ever been like, man, I'm going to grab this music thing and this art thing on my own? Yeah, you know, I've, I've done a couple things. Actually, I think this is a safe space here. Uh, yeah. Two years ago, I did a big project with Travis Barker from Blink-182. Oh, man. And, uh, we did all this artwork, and the, the goal, the thing was, was that um, it was going to be, he recorded these like four punk rock songs where he sang on them. And it was paired with this artwork and it was going to come together and the project fell flat and never saw light of day. Right. So this was like two years ago. Um, Just so happens last week, Blink-182 released a new album. And one of the, one of the songs is on that album. I'm like, son of a bitch. Really? I mean, I've worked with other artists in the past too. Like, like Jay Balvin is a big, like pop star. I, every once in a while, I don't like to work with people too much anymore because I did that in the music world for so long. I just kind of like to do my own thing now, but I've done like, I dive in every once in a while and do something. So to that nice. point, then, well, that's that a cool po- story that right point, there. Then, Matt, like that. You, you have the podcast, Lonnie, uh, run it through. We'll just show the page for a second. You have the podcast, which you actually have to partner with Boom. somebody, but you're dealing with, uh, it's clean break. It's dealing with art and business. Do you want to dive into sort of what you're trying to accomplish and cover with this? Because you, you mm-hmm. when we met and we talked about it, it was, it was amazing description of what you're doing here with yeah, clean thanks. break, which is sh- shining light on, on this, on this space. Yeah. yeah the, the best way to explain it is that, you know, I always wanted to be a successful artist. Like I think we're all artists, but like, let's face it. We want to pay our bills. We want to survive off our art and it's really hard. And it's not like going to school to be a doctor or going to school to be a mechanic. Like, there's no set guidelines, right? Everyone's story is different. When I moved to California, it was really hard, but I started meeting other artists and started talking to them and figuring out what they were doing. And there were parallels. What Clean Break is about is that every every episode, I invite like a really well-known, successful artist that, that is supporting themselves off their art. And I say, okay, how did you do it? Uh, what, what were your problems in the beginning? Well, how were you making money? And I just share these stories every week with different artists. So like when it's, it's, it's for, it's for artists getting started that either, you know, want to make money off their first piece or like make more money. I, I always hated in the art world. There's so many gatekeepers and there's so many walls and there's so many secrets. And I, I'm not that kind of person. I hate that stuff. So clean break is my attempt to kind of share, you know, how I became successful, how my friends, how other people have done it so that everybody can make money and support themselves off their art. It's, it's hard. Yeah. Oh, that's really and it, cool. it doesn't, it seems very supportive community. I mean, Chris has been, I, you know, I've been just following along since I met you, Matt, but also I've been with Chris for 25 years and following his journey of trying to get it out there. And just, mm-hmm. it's an extremely supportive community I see, uh, but also extremely competitive. Yeah. Like, oh my God. And so, you know, you guys have to work through trying to stand out and make a, make a living at it. I have, I have kudos to you both. <laughs> Like I, it's funny because uh, Matt, you can probably vouch for the, when you go out and you're socializing, you talk, what do you do? And you talk about it and you talk about it and you talk about it. And you say, Oh, I think you mentioned that. Well, I'm going to mention it again because <laughs> I'm yeah. me and that I'm pimping myself, man. And that's how you do Absolutely. it. Right. And like, I just think we live in a world where no matter, I mean, even at, even like I'm, I'm, I'm doing pretty good for myself now. I've been doing it for a very long time, but like, if I meet a stranger and they ask what I do and I tell them I'm an artist, like I still have like this cringe factor where like they probably think I'm some bum on the street like that doesn't, you know, have any money. Like mm. the world still looks at artists that way. Yeah. And it's because a lot of artists don't make money, you know? So I want to change that. And I want to help everybody make money off their, their work and like teach them what I've learned. Like I'm not anything special. I'm from like a cornfield in Pennsylvania, you know, but so that's why I interview all these different artists and ask them what they did so that people can hear it. And like, cause I've done it. I, every time I talk to somebody, I apply a little bit of what I learned to what I'm doing. That's cool. I mean, I, I have a program I just started here that I've, I think I've uh, have the city behind me on it's Chris Machete's school for gifted youngsters. And I'm trying to help kids who don't really fit in the school system and love to tell fantastic stories, but need that outlet. You know, I, I find when, when I get these groups together, there'll be high school students, there'll be college kids. And the ones that have the best stories are these younglings who are just around 10, 11 years old. And they, and, and even the high school and, and the kids are going, well, well, then what happens? And the kid's like, well, then this knife comes out, but it comes in on an angle like this. And the kids that are into it, see it differently. Right. So, and yeah. I'm just, as, the same way, buddy, I'm doing it here. And I want to do like, but that's the school for gifted youngsters, but I want to help these kids that are like, man, school sucks like you know this is not they they, they actually removed the art program from our school yeah. system here and they replaced it with creative writing uh, creative writing is great but you should still have art which where is a, which had a pardon me where are you oh i'm in kingston ontario canada 
Okay. Yeah. I mean, my school got rid of the art program too. It's, it's insane. Yeah. So I'm, I want to do the same thing that you're doing, my friend. And one of them, one of the, uh, the, the companies that are the, that have approached me, the programs is high school kids that are getting ready to go into college, but their families can't afford it. They're from a little, you know, they don't, it doesn't seem like that kid could get there. So mm-hmm. the city's helping them out and I'm going to kind of go in between and uh, yeah, so the same thing we got to, it's funny cause uh, I have a Spider-Man story that I could, I, I tell everyone, but my, I got caught drawing a Spider-Man drawing grade three teacher picked it up, showed all the kids in the class. I thought she was going to say it's great. She ripped it up and threw it in the garbage and, and told the class and myself, nobody wanted to look at my Spider-Man drawing. So that's yeah. the first thing I tell all my students. And I, I, I changed it to like, now you, you show the Spider-Man symbol in China, people know it. You show it in Germany, people know what it is. It's a different world. My, you know, my, my younglings, I call them the kids, you know, and you can do this. You can draw, you can create. Yeah, totally. And I love that, that you're doing the same thing, man. Cheers to you. Cheers Thank to you. you. Thanks, thanks. Matt, you got, um, before we let you get out here, you've got a, you've got a studio in LA, right? You've got, and you do a bunch of different things. You've kind of broke down the process that you do as far as creativity. So how many projects are you working on at one time? And then sort of like getting it, what, what's your main focus that's at a great one, question at i like that time, at one time thanks so i i have three businesses uh there's me the business which is the paintings then i have the podcast and then we have a merchandise company but right now we're working on a series of 104 paintings uh they're all they're all eight by eight inches but they mm-hmm. all connect they all tell one big story oh, and they all yeah. together. um and we're doing a bunch of commissions too so it's a lot and then the merchandise company is you know just like we just released a sufubi toy last week or maybe two weeks ago and it's like t-shirts and like pillows, but we released the Safubi and then there's the podcast. So uh, I'm happy that like there's a couple people here that help me out with all this different stuff. We can juggle it all. But that's really the focus is like the artwork, the podcast, and then the merchandising. Nice. nice. That's amazing, Tri- man. Triple threat. Yeah, exactly. Dun, dun, dun. That's the trilogy. There it is. There's your trilogy right there, my friend. <laughs> yeah, that is my there's trilogy. Your tri- there's your trilogy. I've had the same thing. It's like I have to work on my comic book, my teaching, and my podcast. I have the three that I have to have going at all times. Yeah. And sometimes well, I'll go for- we all have a hamster. We all have a hamster. Yeah. Sorry, Matt, yeah. what were you going to say, buddy? I think it's good to have these different things. Like I think as artists, we spend a lot of time by ourselves and it's good to have these different outlets, especially like a podcast where you get to talk to people and remind yes. yourself that you're a normal person. Bent kind of just, yeah. Yeah. It's good. yeah. See, on here we talk about, I love to throw conspiracy theories in, in our show here, but I'll talk about like the moon. I won't talk about anything that has to do with uh, kids or violence or anything like that. Right. And today we just, we're just going to talk about the devil and do people okay. still think, cause I, I had my folks over for dinner and, and they're like 80 or late seventies, early eighties. And it was just kind of like, I brought it up and, and everybody has such a different opinion Oh, of course there's a devil. It's like, wait a minute, really? And then other people are like, come on, there's a guy who lives in brimstone and it's, it's the opinions on it are amazing. So I like to talk about stuff like that on, on here. You know what I mean? Okay. Let's so, talk about it. Yeah, I was just going to say, so before we let you go, what, you want to your... stick Hold on. Do you want to stick around for it? We do about 45 minutes on here, Matt. Do you want to stick around for this chat or do you want to, do you have things you got to do? I can stick around for a little bit. No problem. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's a, well, well, let's start with you just giving your opinion. So we got to throw the intro on though first. Cause our, in, we, we spent so much money on <laughs> we this. We spent Atari so much intro. money on this giant we intro. Gotta show the intro. <laughs> okay. little dudes are awesome at the end all right there he is big budgets in canada matt there he is satan the devil so so what we're talking about tonight on our conspiracy theories is the cult of machete is satan the devil um when i was younger i'm a gen x kid i was a heavy metal guy as you can see kiss all around me here i don't i got the combo going i didn't realize i had that but i was really into slayer and stuff too man i did a seance i could tell you a story about that really messed up a couple friends and myself um when i was younger it, it seemed like a real thing and then you get older and you're like hey wow that's not really i i saw uh there's a documentary on the couple that did the conjuring like the the real couple that were part of the conjuring. What were their names, Lonnie? Do you remember their names? Ed and Marlene. 
Ed and Lorraine Warren. Now, they're very famous. They're in these movies and everything. I saw a documentary on that where they fed them all information, man. It was like, hmm. Um, it was like people that, like, so the, the, one of the brothers who would not, like, be involved in one of the one of the family ordeals would say, yeah, man. First, they came over and they told everybody, well, you know, here's what happens. You act like this, that you, this happens, and this happens, and this happens. Did you and see that would, movie, Matt? Did you see that movie? No, the Conjuring. Okay, well, anyway, the, but they're, they're very. They're in like all these movies, right? The, this couple, because it's a real couple, and they made millions of dollars off of this, going to houses and saying that you know, wow, they even went to the Amityville Horror. They were part of that. Okay, way back in the day, and they would go there, and you never heard the people that were part of these stories that disagreed with them. All right, so there's there's always like two brothers, like no, they came over and they did it was totally fake. The the brother that was acting like Satan was a jerk, like he acted kind of like that all the time. So they're kind of blowing holes in this whole the Satan, you know, the devil comes and and Satan can can overtake you. And so it got me to thinking: Do people still believe that there is that classic mwahaha devil? So Matt, what do you think, buddy? I don't think so. I'm not religious, so if mm-hmm. I don't believe in God, I guess I don't believe in the devil either. So well, you're the I'm perfect gonna... person to ask about this, right? <laughs> Seriously, I'm gonna say no. And so then, they... but why? So why though? Get, to get a little deeper, but just and I, you have beliefs about it, and that's cool. Um, see, I don't believe in ghosts. I, I, there's a lot. Like I've, I could talk to you about a lot of things I don't believe in. That. I believe in ghosts. See, so oh, that's funny because I believe in the shine. I believe they leave a shine, but I don't believe there's any way that they could leave their. Like I don't believe that my soul is gonna stay here. I believe that when I'm done, I'm going on to something else, and I'm going to force it. But but I'm just you know the movie The Shining. I believe that if something really impactful happens to you, just so you know where I'm coming from, like like say um, if maybe back in a house where um, something really bad happened to me, I may leave a shine there. Yeah. But I'm not I'm not staying here. That's just my opinion. Maybe it's just energy that gets left behind. It doesn't have to be right. Well, yeah, a shine. No, no, exactly. Yeah. 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 I, I I 100% believe in ghosts. I have two ghost stories. One I don't remember because I was a baby, but I, I, I definitely a couple years ago I had a experience. Are we talking about this? But bring it, yeah, of course, yes, do it, yes. All right. So first things first, when I was a baby, 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 like before I could even remember this, apparently we lived in a haunted house, like a house with a ghost, and my mom would tell me how I would walk around the house with my hand up in the air, like someone was holding my hand. I would look in, look at somebody and be talking to them, but there was nobody there. All the classic ghost stuff. My mom said, I don't remember any of that. How old were you? A baby. Like, I don't remember that. I don't, I don't remember any of this. I was like a toddler. So that's one thing. Oh, okay. Secondly, about five years ago, I was in uh, um, somewhere outside of Orlando, Florida, Melbourne, Florida. I was at this mural festival, painting a mural. And I was, it was, there was a mural festival. So a couple of us were at this place that after hours, it was a wine bar. And the wine bar was attached to this bigger building. And because this is the South, at some point in history, they would hang black people outside. Horrible, obviously. Anyway, we get to talking and the woman who owns the place is like, yeah, so there's one of the, the guys that was hanged. He still is here. His name's Jerry. Okay, whatever. She's like, no, he's here. So we're drinking wine. Obviously, we're drinking. So that's part of this. Anyway, it's like two in the morning. It's time for everyone to go home. And like, this is just a building, a big empty building. So she, so she says, Matt, do you want to meet Jerry? I'm like, um, <laughs> has a couple of drinks. I'm like, yes, I would like to meet Jerry. So it's myself, her, and another woman. And she tells me, she's like, listen, Jerry does not like men. He likes women, but he doesn't like men. So Matt, of, of the three of us going back here, you may experience something. So anyway, I'm like, sure, whatever. I, I've been drinking, whatever. We go in the back of this building, and now we're, we're walking through it. And I remember turning this corner. And the second I turned this corner, something happened to me where I inexplicably felt this hate. Like there's mm. a on me and this burning in me. And it mm. happened like that. The second I turned this corner and it just, I didn't see anything, but I felt it. It was like the, the maddest I've ever been and something was wrong with me. I was getting hot. Oh. And I, was, I said out loud, oh, something's happened. She's like, yeah, that's, and the minute we got out of that room, I felt fine again. Ah. And it's not like they prepped me. She wasn't like the minute you turn. It was just like we were walking. I turned, and the second we turned this corner, something happened to my body. 
I don't know. I, it wasn't, it wasn't I, suggested, right? Like it wasn't suggested that watch it when you go in this yeah, room. No, it was just, we were walking and the second we turned this corner, it just, it just, it, it happened like that. And, and it wasn't mm-hmm. until I left that area. I'm like, I need to leave. I'm like, I need to get out of here. And as soon as I left and went back out fr- up front, I was fine. But. Okay. So then to that point, Matt and Chris, check yeah. this out then. So if we're, mm-hmm. t- if we bring it back to the devil for one minute, which yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah. Which, no, but which we don't believe in. And uh, Matt, uh, I love this story. So which mm-hmm. we don't believe in, I think collectively, I mean, I don't, but, but uh, when you're talking about the shine, we're talking about this ghost and we're talking about the energy. Mm-hmm. So there is so much around the devil side of it, which is about a darker kind of evil sort of feeling uh-huh. at minimum that there's, that there's darkness in the world when it comes to that. So Matt, uh, not believing in the devil, but believing in the ghost side of it, but there's a tone of darkness. So can you tie it together at all? Well, yeah. You know, when I, whenever someone says the devil, I think of hell. And I think of when sure. you die, you go down and you're in a place of boiling fire for eternity. I think Which that's is... different than I had something. What happened to me was an energy thing. Yeah. Like something happened with energy, right? If that's a ghost, that, that wasn't me going and burning in a pit of hellfire for forever or going to heaven and, and being mm-hmm. with all my loved ones. Like that's a completely different experience, I think. So yeah. I yeah, think there's people in the world, but I don't think there's a yeah, A lot of these movies too that you see is like they'll have like minions of the devil that are haunting families, but they're doing it to praise like a higher devil and it'll break down like hereditary, man. Wow. I, Matt, have you seen hereditary? No. Sorry. Wow. Wow, like that's it's probably the best horror movie done since The Shining, man. It is so. And Ari Aster is he did uh, Midsommar as well, and he's a huge that's, Stanley yeah. Kubrick fan. Pardon me, that's a good movie, yeah. So he did this one, and the thing is, Matt, that it's kind of like the same but a contradiction, it's all dark instead of all bright, and it's a family. And it oh wow, it, it's it's a it's a great movie. Um, wow. but that kind of thing too is it, there was there was a it was a a, a prince or a sidekick of Lucifer of Satan that was coming down the God of chaos or something. And he had this cult and he took, he took a family. Um, and, and it went hereditary. Don't ruin it for me. I haven't seen it yet. Well, you know, no, it, it, well, dude, I'm not going to ruin anything. Trust me. The, like the movie is hereditary. So, I'm like, so behind on, on some, no, but movies. the movie is, it's the, the hereditary of evil is what it is. Yeah, so yeah. it drops down is what I'm saying. Um, but no, you cannot spoil That's one of those movies. You're just like, it's it's the it's really good it's, it's got to be one of my favorite ones I, and my favorite is the shining right that's my i'll watch that christmas morning i love the shining so much <laughs> i uh, like the, just, the 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 evil tones around like uh, tones around it uh, as far as like the the horns and the burning in hell i'm uh, again i'm i'm like there i mean what a fucking fairy tale the other way and, and that way it's just, well, it's a good way to scare people though right again talking to like my dad tonight who's from a different generation and i'm like trying to tell him what well, we were discussing about just like how can you just to get just slightly religious here because it's just like if, if you're because we were talking about satan it's like okay so if you're gonna read the bible and live by the bible like the difference in here in the muahaha thing, you can't pick and choose what you follow. You, if you either got to live or die by it, it was my point. Cause that's just my opinion, right? He's like, you either read the whole Spider-Man comic book and you like it, or you don't like the way Mary Jane got killed and you stay away from that book. Um, but, uh, I, I got distracted. So, um, what was I saying? Yeah. Just the, just the, the fact that, um, I saw something pop up on my screen. Yeah, no, yeah, we just, totally it's all good. It's okay. We just can't pick and choose. If you're going to follow the right, Bible. Right, right, right. So you, you either follow it or you don't, right? So that, that but then again, that it's funny because the religious folks will say there's no black and white, but yet there's black and there's gray. It is yeah. black and white. There's no gray, but throughout the Bible, it's like, if your wife cheats on a male or the male cheats on the wife, you should kill the, the wife Absolutely, in the streets. Yeah. And I, I did a I did a, a podcast on this on certain spots of the Bible, not to get all religiously religiously delicious, but this was another one. It was like, does anybody still believe in the Bible? And I was pulling out lines from the Bible that were just redonkulous. So in the same vein, I'm kind of like, so does anybody still believe in the devil? Do you really think you go to a place of flames? Yeah. So so Matt says no. Brent, what do you say? No, 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 no. Nobody. So we have three three folks here who are insane mind. Who say that uh, I don't think you have to worry about going to uh, visit? Why well, live in? Yeah, I, I'm like we, we'll dive into more of that um, in a second. But Matt, we'll let you go. You've got to, you've got to go to. Okay, sorry, that's stuff, what but, came up, Matt. We got to give us but, all your info and everything you got, my friend. Yeah, where do you want 
send us to all your socials. Just you can just go to mattgondek.com. It's G-O-N-D-E-K.com. Everything's there. That's the easiest way. The podcast is called Clean Break. It's on Spotify, Apple Play. It's on everything. It's on YouTube. Uh, there it is. That's that's the two. Just just go do those things. Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, dude. Well, we should have you back again so we can talk uh, about that. I, 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 it's fun to. I love having folks on the show that we say speak guitar and that just means that we can keep talking to about whatever Brett and I like to throw on the side. We've had other guests on where we kind of, we do this, we kind of sidebar stuff like, well, by the way, we're also talking about the dark side of the moon and the guests like, Oh my God, can I stay for that? So it's really cool that you were into that, man. We appreciate that. You know what I mean? And and as I said, big, my wife and I are both big fans of your artwork, man. Love your line work, my friend. Keep Thank it up. I, as far as see, I see you keeping uh, the classics alive. That's what I'm seeing. Doing my I best. Really enjoy it. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. See you guys. Have a good night. We'll talk soon, man. Cheers, Thanks, my friend. Man. Thanks, Matt. All right. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, we, thanks, buddy. Yeah. Thanks, awesome. dude. So we got to pimp some stuff here real quick. Yeah. That's where we start Go rolling quick, it. right? Yep. You got to. Uh, you got. We have a pre-order. Mm. Oh, well, first of all, sorry. I am going to be at, uh, in here in Kingston, I'm going to be at the, the classic Grand Theater brand. Like, oh my gosh, that's a nice gig. So yeah, I'm going to be like the that. guest speaker for Frankenstein, a living comic book. And there you go. If you want to get tickets for it, right there. You got, just got to scan just that. Just scan that code yeah, with your phone. Like Chris talking about comics. Just scan this right there. Yeah, so there you go. And uh, Leave that I'll up there, be- Lonnie. I'm going to scan it right now. Look at this. <laughs> are, Oops, are you really? Put it back up. Put it back up there. Let's scan it right now. Look at that. I'm scanning it now, and it's going to bring me up an opportunity. Look at that. Someone, and it tells us someone, there it is. Yay. And it says someone scanned the QR code. Very cool. So if you are in Kingston, you want to come check me out if you're visiting. That is next weekend. That's on Sunday, the 28th, Lonnie? Uh, 29th. 29th. We're going to a party on the 28th. And we are, oh, so here, so we are going to pre order. So Skeletron number four is available on November 1st. And we are taking pre-orders for that. Now, the cool thing about the pre-orders is I'm going to do a set of cards and I'm going to wait until we're done. Basically, I'll probably do about five or so or whatever, because we've already got five pre-orders in today, just when I first put that out. And I'm going to do a set of limited edition cards and they will be only, the lot will be as big as I can put together before November 1st and whoever buys the comic book. I'll do it per comic book. So if you buy the comic book, your free gift will be this custom card one of a kind, and it'll be numbered. And after this, we are going to be on a podcast called Do Did Will, I believe, at some point. Next right? week. Um, uh, this, it's going to be on the, the second of... Uh, no, no, hold on. I'll tell you when it's going to be. That's okay. And, but, I know and, a guy. But also, Ray, uh, I'm going to be on Ray's podcast there and on Ray's magazine, which is called... What's Ray's magazine called there? Uh... Uh, you're putting Toronto me on the Independent spot. Businessman or no, something like no, that? No, 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 no. It's a, it's a, no, you put me on the spot. I'm, I'm trying to I'm think of what No, I'm trying to think of what Ray's thing. I'll, I'll so, find it. I'll find it. So I'm going to be on, on that magazine and then after yeah. that, November I'm going to be on, yeah, November, the, November 1st, you're going to be uh, Do Did Will. Do Did Will. Okay, that's great. November 1st, that's the day the comic's coming out. That's pretty right. special. How convenient. That is very convenient. I like that. And then I'm also going to be a guest on the morning show here in Kingston, with my new friend. I knew his name, Bill Wilishka. Thanks, Lonnie. <laughs> on Global. On Global Television. So we're going to be on Global on, well, they're pre-taping it on the 10th because he wants to put a nice little package together for the show. Uh, Bill's going to produce it. So how do you like that, Brent? Yeah. Well, I like it a lot because yeah. Bill's rad. Bill so. is in there. So he's going to, and he said he's going to uh, do a nice little segment on it. So I'm stoked about that. So that's what we have coming up. And this T-shirt is selling very, very well. Look at that. Wow, that looks cool. Dude, I like good that with the cup. Yeah, look at that. Thanks. Oh, it's funny. It looks like my head's on you. That's funny. That's awesome, buddy. Thanks for supporting the scene. Yeah, let's go like that. Yeah, like that's that. Hands, that's hands. Wow, that's a cool <laughs> shirt, man. That, and it's a hot seller. On like, here, on thanks. this website, it says thirty-seven fifty. Fifty. I paid one hundred and seventeen twenty. What? What the hell's going on here? Right. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. There's, there's, there's the cup, the mug du jour. There's not a lot of those out there. That's awesome. I love it. Thanks, man. It's got a fancy red intro, uh, and it's fancy and red on the in the down there, mm-hmm. and it's got a fancy red handle. 
It's right there. Look at that. So we've got a, I've got the only kids on the escalator cup, and then I've got this that's one. That's true. Flying off wow, the that's so. awesome. That's awesome. We just I got pimp that shit. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. Okay, that was an awesome show. That was we that was nice that for shit. Matt to show up. Oh yeah, man. The guy's got a lot of fun stuff going on. He's mm. got a great studio uh, that he has in LA. Um, mm-hmm. It's just really cool. Um, yeah. what he's doing there and some of that artwork is pretty deadly Super um, he's an interesting dude when I met him he was he was telling me all about kind of what he's up to and mm-hmm. a massive massive social following so he's doing that's great uh, good for him he's, no, he's a really rad well, dude so. he deserves it my friend next week we have another comic book artist on you know how I like to do things in threes well here's no, here's part two we've got David Day classic uh, Marvel Comics artist I mean, his whole family has, has worked in Marvel Comics and I've got a whack of his Spider-Man books downstairs, too, which is really cool. So what he's going to do, Brent, is he's going to come into my house earlier on in the day, and I'm going to pre-tape that up, and then we're going to show that. So I'll break out the beers with David Day, and we're going to talk some stuff here in my living room, which is always fun, right? Well, that's a good episode. I'll be I, – I leave shortly, so mm-hmm. I will be – next Monday is the 30th, the night before Halloween, so that's a, yes, good, uh, a good one. It is, um, yeah. So, we'll, so and, and he's got some Halloween cards that he's pimping too. And then uh, after that, um, we'll, we've got to do threes, so I'll do another comic book thing. I don't know what we'll do. We'll do something. Maybe comic book movies. I saw the fellas last night. The, uh, oh, yeah. So, wait, 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 wait. So, 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 yeah. So, um, just so the viewers know, uh, Brent and I – when we started out in a band called Mr. Machete, we stumbled across a band that opened for us called Happy Go Lucky. And we took them under our wing and we hung out with them. And they're such rad kids. Yes, kids. They later became Protest the Hero. And they yeah, ever? they're awesome. They're they're amazing. There's not a lot of the original. There's only two original members left. But um, Brent, what, you went and saw them last night, man. Yeah, what, I saw what them in Vancouver last night, man. It was really great. And they, um, it was, a, you know, it was just an awesome night just yes. to see them. It's like the guys are yeah, all. Oh, there it is. Nice. They're very gracious too, right? They're like, just so good. Aaron Kingston, it, it was the same thing. It was so funny because I was, uh, it was sold out. So, I mean, it, it, was, t- it was tough to get around. Uh, I had gone ahead of time and saw Tim for a minute, but I didn't see Rody. Uh, no, he hides so, until he can come out. Yeah. Well, actually, I think he does karaoke. So oh. he was like doing karaoke to get those vocals well, good for him. Out. But I, I, um, he was the opposite of Hides. I, he moves, I, saw, he moves I, I saw Tim and we had a good chat. And then, um, you know, I think like I, I think there was like, oh, hey, Brent's going to be here or whatever. So I was in the, I was in the building, but I was kind of watching the beginning of the show from the back. Mm-hmm. And I wrote, I think Rody thought he saw me. So he mm-hmm. kind of was like, hey, Brent, but he didn't really say, but I think the guy ignored him. So Rody mm-hmm. was probably like, what an asshole. But I was actually side stage. Mm-hmm. watching it and he's in the middle of doing a song and he's rocking out and he turns over like this and he's like what the fuck and then he comes running over and then it was uh, great and it was just this thing and it was like uh it was really funny because he was dressed up like an astronaut with yeah. like looked like kiss makeup almost not mm-hmm. quite but and then um and then i kind of walked out to merch and kind of walked from that angle and uh whew, man it was great he t- kind of just stopped what he was saying and then he was like hey there's brent he taught brent, me how to rock brent did he say that in a band called mr machete mr machete took us all over ontario oh. and you know we're protest the hero uh and we owe so much to them it was a really great shadow but then you also have that you know 800 people in the room do this yeah and you're like uh <laughs> he did the same to me buddy he, he was yeah. talking and he's like holy fuck there's Chris Machete. Yeah, yeah. There, everybody. There's Chris Machete. He taught me how to rock, and and uh, and when I was same thing, everybody looked over at me. When I was leaving, some people who worked the show, who because I was part of the scene, they're like, "Wow, they they really like you, huh?" It's like, yeah. It's, it's quite a- something because it's like, uh, just give me a second. I do have a really great video. I'm just gonna see if I can find it here for a sec. Well, their, their music's yeah. really good, man. Like they're very talented individuals. Um, did you see the kid that replaced Luke and how he just looks like a mini Luke? Yeah, I actually met him. Um, on the like, I met him on the the bot like their bus that they had, and we had a little. Mm-hmm. We shot the shit for a minute. And oh, cool! Wow, that's really, really, great. really cool. I mean, and I just got an update on like, on them and what they're doing with everybody and. And uh, just the tour that they got going on, and and just it, I'm just really, really happy and proud of those guys. Yeah, like I mean, they became one of the biggest metal bands this country's ever produced. And, and you're and proud to say that we knew. Like, there's a lot of bands like you know that we came up with that. Uh, like, like ah, 13, 14 guys. years old. But they like, sound you know? so good now, right? Like it's it's uh, it's not again. There's only two of the same guys in there, but uh, anxiety like, is a killer. <laughs> No, and the other side of it too is that um, 
not but they did it in such a unique way because the band like their style of music is not for everybody no. and even metal fans are like whatever this is a little bit from last night check this well, out I, they're one of the best Awesome, but we're gonna get flagged now. You know that, right? <sighs> yeah, they will. <laughs> we're gonna get flagged. Anyway, that looked really rad. That looked really rad, super rad. Yeah, no, I, when I saw them too, it was the same thing. He was still doing the motorbike thing when he goes up to the. Yeah, rad dudes, man. Then I hung up with Rody after, and you know, did my whole talk way too much. And the other side too is that they they keep the. Uh, I mean, Rody used to walk around with a guitar pick that you gave him around his neck. Yes. I just think it's it's cool. Because some guys could take like that kind of moment and kind of go, "Hey, Machete never made it. Like, like whatever. Like, why are they here hanging out?" Because some bands, some people will be like, "Hey, we gave you your start." But we've we've always they've always been there, like, well, like you, our you little know, brothers. And Tim's been remember, on the show. And do you, you remember know. when we did that compilation with them when they were yeah. Happy Go Lucky? Well, he a fish. He handshaked me those songs. Like he said, "You do what you want with them." Like he handshaked me. Hit like so. I have the ownership. Yeah. Of the first. Uh, two, three songs of, of Protest the Hero. They're the Holy Grail songs that, you know, Empires, like Vampires. We thought he was saying Empires. Yeah. And then we have the track with uh, all of us playing on the end, Smelly. Uh, you know, he's singing on there. The, all the guys are, all the original members are screaming on. And this has all the original members back when they were a punk band. Yeah, man. So he hand shook me ownership of those songs, dude. That's pretty fucking cool, man. You know, he's just such a humble. They're all just such humble guys. And Tim, you know, but you're right. They respect where they came from, which is, and I, we don't need our asses kissed. All you need is that whole, like, you know what, dude? Thanks, man. It's good to see you. We respect you. You helped us. That's all you need, right? And some 41 thanked us on their very first CD as well, you know? And that's a big thing. Taylor got thanked by Bare Naked Ladies on their newest CD they put out. Um, and it's a big thing. She's like, dude, this is so cool. Um, so it, it, it's nice that people think about it that way. So that that's two. So we've had some 41 and we've had, uh, you know, uh, protest the hero that have acknowledged us musically. Well, you know, and I, and I, I always listen to them and go, it's funny because they were, they didn't sound like this before. And then they changed to what they sound like. And it's just evolved and evolved. With and the evolved. music, right? I, I, and, and it's that age. And it, and it's, it's that age where it's like, boom. But you know what it is? There's a hook in everything. Oh yeah. And at minimum, at yeah. minimum, if like, if any influence we had on that band, if at minimum they were like, these guys rock out, but then they throw a hook in. Because we always had a hook in everything that we did, at least. And then That's we always... Brody Sardis' exact words were, he taught me how to rock. You got it. So it's just like, if there's a tiny little piece, and then every time they take a stage and headline it and it sells out, I'm like, remember when they needed rides to their gig? Remember when their moms would show up and we'd talk their moms down because they were <laughs> rocking out so hard. Anyway, they respect that, and that's cool. Um, and so Arif's is like, oh, man, I wow. He so he's like in Palestine right now. So no, he's in America right now. Oh, he, he actually, is. He's because like, last no, I he went to he went to Iran and he was producing bands, and then he's apparently in America. And he's going to see them in Texas. Okay, because last I talked to, he was like, dude, I don't even know if he's alive anymore. And then Luke's done. He doesn't want to do the whole tours of the road, and then their old drummer. Timmy, he, uh, they've asked him to show up a few times and hang, and hang out, and he just hasn't uh, made the trip. Oh, Mo, yeah, he lives in Hamilton. Or Mo, Timmy. He got married, apparently, and Mo. and then and, and packed it in. And, yeah, and so it, it's just, people, it takes you in, in different places, and I'm, you know, we, we, we touch on it, and, and I encourage everybody to listen uh, in a couple of weeks to, to my show with Chris that we do on Do Did Will, because we, we cover a lot. Tomorrow, yeah. actually on Wednesday on my show, mm -hmm. I have a... a um, a psychiatrist, like a guy on that's written, written two books on one on anxiety and one on, on how to fix yourself. And we Very dive nice. into all that stuff too. And so it, it's such an important time. Does he mention drinking a lot of booze and smoking a lot of weed? Not per se. Just However, kidding. we do touch on coping and it depends on <laughs> where that lands. So it's like some people just get through the day how they got to get through the day. Hi, I'm a doctor. I suggest doing lots of cocaine. That's right. Coquina. <laughs> Cocaine. Self-help book by Chris Machetti. It's one, it's one page. <laughs> Do cocaine. 
You can self-publish it pretty fast. <laughs> that would be quick, man. How, how to succeed if you were still in the 80s. That'd be pretty rad. Anyway, that was a great episode. So a uh, big thanks for Matt to showing up. I really uh, enjoy his artwork, and it's good to talk to somebody from a different time zone than us and such, right? It's yeah. great. He's doing, he's doing great. And, uh, and check out his website, right? It's check just, out his website, macgundick.com. Yeah, there you go. And uh, plus, check out my website, uh, machetecomics.ca. You'll get lots of life tips about coping, which includes just do cocaine. Yes. Just, apparently, cocaine is the answer. Um, <laughs> if you'd like to send cocaine to me and Brent, um, we'll meet you at the pool hall. Buy things. Buy lots of things and then send them to us. Peace, love. Look after your inner circle, my friends. Look after your inner circle, especially now with all uh, the battles of people fighting over the religion and their personal views on things. We all have our personal views, but we also all have our friends and family. Keep those in mind. Keep them close and uh, take care of them because that's all you can really do, my friends. Party on, my friends. Be excellent to each other. Right on. Good times. Good times, Red Dudes. Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars. The one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate.